This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. The parents have stepped up and they're saying, who's in charge of our children? We're the parents. And they've done it. When they talk about the election in Virginia that got Youngden elected the government, the Republican, and in San Francisco, they just threw out three board members off the school board. That's pretty big stuff. I think that's the country saying it's all about freedom. Like I said, when it comes down to one of the most political of all questions, let's see what we can agree on. We seem to be agreeing. I'm not seeing Republicans and Democrats here. I'm seeing Americans, and I like that. What's the definition of a free people? Now, right now, that's up to us. The people of the USA, the people of America, to define that, and as our leaders are seen more and more as stupid, and they are. They're in there. They're on the centerfold of the American newsstand right now. He wears black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Ride Radio. His name is New York Mike, and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. New York Mike, this is Roll Right Radio. Hey, I got to tell you, everything is going on in the world. I know we're on the edge of World War III. We got this going on over here. We got the incompetence of Biden and the ridiculousness of, of all this other stuff. But I think with what's going on with the truckers in Canada right now, defining freedom is probably for all of us in this country. I'm looking at this and wait a minute. We are, right now, defining freedom. And I think it's about time. And I think it's probably one of the most important, if not the most important things that we can do. We keep on saying it. Freedom. What do we want? Freedom. What do we want? Freedom. When do we want it now? That's all great stuff. But what is freedom? Well, what's going on in Canada is outrageous. And I'm not sure if it's criminal or just a fascist government being a fascist government, but it goes against everything I ever believed in Western democratic government would ever do, okay? No, I'm not just talking about the mandates. That's unreasonable enough. The manner in which they're going after the truckers who are protesting the mandates is overbearing at best. A lot of this connects with the January 6th protest. But the protest is, yeah, they're blocking the streets and causing problems, which is what protests do. You imagine the protests of the 60s and, and, and all the damage that they did. But there's a reason for it. There's a reason why our Constitution protects that. It's something that we hold sacrosanct. It's what freedom is. The manner in which they're going after the truckers who are protesting the mandates, overbearing, the protesters are blocking the streets. They're causing, I get it. I get it. It's what protesters do, but they're peaceful. And they're cooperative with law enforcement. The Trudeau, Trudeau government is employing police state powers. They're threatening to tow trucks away, fine the truckers, and even arrest truckers and take their pets. 
for crying out loud. They've frozen the bank accounts of these truckers so that they can't make their insurance payments or their truck payments. They can't make their mortgage payments on their homes, on their farms, their business. A lot of truckers have alternative, you know, sources of income, businesses, farms. This is fascism, plain and simple. If you're sitting out there going, yeah, well, they're blocking the streets and they're causing bakeries and, and ice cream parlors to go out of business. And let me tell you something. Don't think the next target won't be you. Trudeau, he's called the truckers white supremacists. That's right. White supremacists and Nazis. What are you going to do? Yeah, you on the left. You on the left. When is it going to be your turn to be called a black whatever supremacist, a Nazi? For I mean, everybody gets labeled Nazi sooner or later, right? So when is it going to be your turn that the government is going to use terms like that to justify this thing here in, in Parliament? And by the way, Justin Trudeau, there we go. Justin Trudeau in Parliament just a couple of days ago, he called a Jewish woman who was a representative of the opposition party. Now, I'm not familiar with all the stuff. What we have here in America changes every minute. Who knows who's what, right? But this woman, who's a representative of the conservative party in parliament, she's Jewish. And he accused her of waving the Nazi flag. Right, because she's conservative. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm going, yeah, how stupid is all this, okay? How stupid? The trucks are leaving Ottawa with the capital. That's, you know, where they came to. But is this a signal that it's a win for the government? If life goes on without any further interruptions and the mandates continue, a lot of people will say it is. But at what cost? And in this pandemic from the beginning, is the cure worse than the problem? And will that damage be fixable? If the government, having exercised fascist powers to get its bidding done and to dope, democratically elected leader is now viewed as a fascist, whatever was accomplished cannot be considered a win. It just can't be. If the people in the country look around and go, whoa, wait a minute, what just happened? Let me tell you something. The table will have been set, or may be set right now, for a debate and a pushback and a redefining of what kind of country Canada is. And we're not far behind. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But what's clear will be the stupidity of not ending the mandates, keeping everyone's dignity intact. And the clear winner would have been Canada, a nation of freedom where the voice of the people was heard. The winners and losers, there you are. Of course, there are a lot of other things that need to be considered. Like, what do the truckers do now? The prime minister could say, well, I got them out of Ottawa. I did what I had to do. We won. But what do the truckers do now? Will there be lawsuits? There can be a lot of lawsuits. It doesn't take much for these lawyers to come down there. From ambulance traces to freight liner traces. You know, here they come. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, here, sign here. We're going to sue that government. And you know what? Why not? Lawsuits? Yeah, till the cows come home. Literally. What if the truckers refuse to haul freight? You know, I don't, I don't know what form that could take. I know that the U.S. is, you know, according to everything you hear in advertising, 
is 80,000 drivers short right now. How many of those Canadian truckers are going to run to the U.S.? I know they can't get by the border. There's a lot of things. But every problem has a reason to overcome that problem and people that will. So they'll figure it out. But, you know, what if they just said as a group, you know what? We're, we're, we're not a boat to go to Iowa with the freight. Eh? No. <laughs> you got freight going to Iowa? No, I ain't a boat to take that freight. Eh? You'll get someone else to carry that freight. And then, then, then that's, we're not a boat to go to Iowa with the freight. Eh? No. You got freight going to Iowa? No, I ain't about to take that freight, eh? You'll get someone else to carry that freight. Well, you don't know. So whether it's Iowa or something, what if um, there was just a strike? And they said, we're not moving our trucks for a month. I'll be in the driveway of my house. I'm not going to block your streets. Do you know what? You're not getting your goods. You didn't like the fact that we blocked the streets? That we were bringing attention to what freedom is? You know what? Yeah, I've already got my jabs my vaccinations, but I'm still processing the mandates. 80% of those truckers are vaccinated. They're not protesting vaccinations. They're protesting mandates. And they wanted the people to see it. They wanted to highlight it. They wanted it to be on the front page. They did a great job, an amazing service to all of us. And what's going on? They think they have a win. What if they don't? Yeah, what if those truckers just go, no, I connected this with January 6th. A judge, one of the judges, just gave two defendants 36 months of probation for the crime of parading. Yes. And this is what the judge said. The judge chastised the prosecutors for the light charge and said that January 6th was not a protest, but it's just more and more that the evidence clearly shows it was just a protest. But the protests that got out of control. And the judge was upset with the prosecutors saying it's a lot more than the protest. What did they get? They got 36 months of probation. And meanwhile, okay, on the January 6th, the defendants have not gotten bail. While murderers and rapists have gotten bail, the J6 Defendants are in dungeons under the worst conditions for protesting or trespassing and, at worst, damaging property. Now, look, I didn't go into the Capitol. I didn't think it was right. And if I went in there, because some people just went in there with the crowd, I would never have damaged any property. I understand all that. But they didn't do anything else. Nobody brandished weapons and threatened the country. and It just didn't happen. So it's all begging the question, both here and in our neighbor to the north, does the government just create the laws as they need without debate or support of Congress or Parliament on a whim and void individual rights any time those in charge or in power deem the nation's needs more important than the individual's rights? Think about it. In Canada, this... Chew dope. Just sends in the cops. They're blocking the streets. I get it. But they're protesting. There's got to be a balance. You don't freeze people's bank accounts. You don't arrest them, encouraging them to leave. How about just sitting down and saying, listen, 
Let's talk about these mandates. Instead, they have to accuse them of being white supremacists and Nazis and dividing the country just the way Biden has been doing to this country. It's just wrong. I don't know what their politics are. Is this the new reality and the definition of a democracy? Is this an acceptable result? You know, one of many from this pandemic. I think we've learned a lot from this pandemic. We the people, we've learned that the first thing you got to do is find out how it happened. What happened? Who's responsible? Well, that was clearly we had Fauci running interference for any Chinese that, you know, might have been accused. Trump accused them. Other people have, you know, the Wuhan virus, the Wuhan labs. And that. But officially, no, we haven't been able to do it. And then the results of how to handle a pandemic. We mishandled it. You know, a lot of times you learn a lot more from your mistakes than your successes. You celebrate that success, yay, and you move on. When you have a loss, you kind of study it and learn from it so it doesn't happen again. There's a lot that we have to study and learn from this pandemic to make sure that it never happens again. And we should appreciate that. But is the government now? What, what else can the government mandate in the name of safety and health? Who's the arbiter of that? At what point? And I, I'm talking about seatbelts and helmets and all that stuff. We got to rethink this stuff. Benjamin Franklin said, you're willing to give up safety for freedom, you're going to end up with neither. And I don't know, was it Benjamin Franklin? Was it Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> was it Joan of Arc? The point is, it's been said many times, and it's very true. At, at what point do you cross that line? The, the truckers have brought the issue of freedom to a head. And by the way, they're not alone. If it wasn't for the truckers doing what they've done up there, it would not have blown up the way it has. But they're not alone. Look at what parents are taking on school boards from Virginia to San Francisco and maybe most importantly taking the issue of freedom out of the realm of politics because Dems and Republicans and liberals and, and conservatives all seem to be agreeing, whether it's mandate, CRT, who's in charge of our children, or the biggest issue of when does the government have the power to override the will of the people. When it comes down to one of the most political of all questions, let's see what we can all agree on. Because it seems like defining freedom, that's the question of the day. Defining freedom. What is freedom? When does the government have the power to overrule the will of the people? How do I define the will of the people? Does it take all the people in the country? Let's take helmet laws for motorcyclists. Is the will of the people the will of the people affected by the law? The will of the motorcyclist? Or the will of all the people in the country? I think that's another good question. You've got, what, 7 million adults riding motorcycles? 6 or 7 million. I'm not going to argue the number, but... It ain't 300 million. So we got 320 or 30 million people in the country. Is the fate of those 7 million bikers, is it up to us? The motorcycles? Who gets to choose? How do you define that? I think these are things that we need to think about. But clearly, 
The parents have stepped up and they're saying, who's in charge of our children? We're the parents. And they've done it. When I talk about the election in Virginia that got Youngden elected the government, the Republican, and in San Francisco, they just threw out three board members off the school board. That's pretty big stuff. I think that's the country saying it's all about freedom. Like I said, when it comes down to one of the most political of all questions, let's see what we can agree on. We seem to be agreeing. I'm not seeing Republicans and Democrats here. I'm seeing Americans, and I like that. What's the definition of a free people? Now, right now, that's up to us. The people of the USA, the people of America, to define that, and as our leaders are seen more and more as stupid, and they are. They're in there. They're on the centerfold of the American newsstand right now, and they're looking stupid. It's becoming clearer how to define freedom is not easy, that's for sure. So maybe how not to define freedom will be easy. The question, what do you want? The answer being freedom may have always been a trick question. That's funny because many times on the capital steps of capitals around the country, when I, you know, would lead biker rallies, that would be the chant, chanting and ranting, man. What do you want? Freedom, when do you want it? Now may have always been a trick question because the answer is unlimited. How do you define freedom? Everything's freedom, 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 freedom. This is what we're all about. But the question of what's not freedom, when does the government take away your freedom? That might have been a better question. Talking about the Hellman laws. These are laws that limit and reduce our freedom. Mandates are laws that limit and reduce our freedom. And it's great that the truckers have stepped up and done it. I, I mean, I've said that on several podcasts now. We've talked about it. We've been very clear on the importance of what these truckers are doing because they're big. They take up space. Here we have this big election in Virginia. We see these three board members get thrown out in San Francisco. You would think that's big, high-profile stuff, and it is, but not compared to the truckers in Ottawa. That's big. It's big visually. It's big in every context. It's a big deal, and people see it, and it's a statement. It's also a statement because it's being made by truckers. Truckers are giving up a lot. You know, I talked about this woman, Jennifer Say, who was president of Levi's, and she quit because she wanted to stand up for her children and be able to be vocal and talk about freedom, talk about what, you know, she wanted for her children in school. And again, she's a Democrat. So I don't know where the politics are. I don't know where she stands on things. Sounds like she doesn't want her children to be learning things like critical race theory. She wants to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. The basic skill sets that we need to have a successful life. That's what schools are supposed to teach. She steps up. She's offered a million dollars by Levi's to not, you know, rant and rave about whatever. And she turns him down. She goes, no, I want to be free to speak my mind, to say what I think I have to say. That's why I left. That's why I went to Denver. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, keep you a million dollars. That was pretty brave. She's impressive. She's been on Fox News. Take a look at these truckers. How brave are they? They're risking it all. They're risking everything. 
the money that they're spending to go to Ottawa to spend on the fuel, not working. They're not working. It's a month that they're not working. How much are they giving up? And now the GoFundMe stuff, they raised close to $20 million and the government just gave it all back or gave it to the banks or the banks gave it back. They took it away. It's just wrong. It's stupid wrong. This is just putting the government of Canada right there, out there in front of everybody as a fascist government. It's clear and obvious that this is fascism. You want to talk about the definition of the freedom? Um, maybe I don't know the definition of freedom. It's vast. But I do know the definition of fascism, and I've just seen it. And you've just seen it. And we've witnessed it. This is fascism. And if you want to be in a fascist country, well, that's where you are. It's just as clear as the nose on your face. It's interesting what we learn from things like this. I can't tell you how important I see it, okay? The question of what's not freedom is a better question. Let's identify fascism when we see it. We're not doing that enough. I see what the truckers are doing. They need to step up and say, this is fascism. Freezing our bank accounts, that's fascism. Because you could define fascism a lot better than you could define freedom. Freedom is so vast. It takes in so much. So we thought, as Californians, that we live in a fascist state. True dope has shown us what a fascist state looks like. And I got to tell you, as long as the people of Canada keep on electing true dopes, they will not have a chance of becoming the 51st state of the United States of America. Yeah, I can't help but throw that out there. I'm, I'm watching this whole thing develop, and Puerto Rico has been fighting to be the 51st state. Washington, D.C. has been fighting the 51st state. And I'm looking, I'm going, I'm so proud of Canada. I'm going, look at these truckers, man. Look what's going on. I said, maybe we should consider making them the 51st state. Doesn't look that way right now. And I talked about on the last few podcasts how not just social media, but media in general, it's our cultural benchmark or whatever, how things are out there, how we predict the future and define the, the present. Whether it's, like I said, Nostradamus, Orson Welles, 1984, Anne Ryan, Atlas Shrugged and Fountainhead. All these books, especially today, is almost in real time. Well, what is in real time, and I talked about it, is Matt Damon, you know, in his movies about the CIA, and now the one by Liam Neeson I saw the other day that takes on the FBI. But there is one show that takes on freedom. And I've been watching this show from the very beginning, okay? Because, again, there's no such thing as coincidence. Here's the conversions of freedom and, and fascism right there in Canada for all of us to see. This is freedom, this is fascism. Right there. And it's no coincidence that the culture of America is putting it on display right now because the culture is on the same page. And you just watch 
the HBO Max mega hit, The Peacemaker. I'm telling you, watch it. It's outrageous. It's ridiculous. I mean, the fabulous finale of the eight-part first-year series, okay? The eighth one, and James Gunn said, the eighth one is Fabulous's favorite. And I'm going, you know, they're all pretty crazy, and I like them. And my friend Robert Patrick is in these plays a hell of a role, man. And I'm going, you know, this is kind of cool. And it's a little confusing for someone like me because I'm not a comic book guy. I said that. I'm the, you know, as a kid, I was a voracious comic book reader. <laughs> yeah, all of them. But as a grown-up, not so much. And now, you know, he takes the DC Comics, and I don't understand it. And I didn't understand the fact that, you know, it was from the, uh, the Suicide Squad movie that this series was born from. So I didn't get it, but I'm watching it, and I'm going, it's, it's pretty crazy. Okay, well, but. It's been picked up for a second year. I'm anxious to see what James Gunn writes. And I got to tell you that watching this thing, there was something about each show, I don't know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes each, but there was something about each one that seemed to me that these guys are in some way, shape, or form fighting for freedom. Now, you know, it's the peacemaker. I'm not going to try to describe it to you. It's worth seeing, as long as you don't mind. Every other word is the F word, Every and I don't mind it. I don't use that kind of language in my podcast, but I certainly use it in my life. <laughs> but it's that kind of show. And the point that James Gunn is making here is at the end of the day that the fabulous finale of the eight-part series clearly answers the question that if given the choice of freedom or given the offer of accepting government domination versus the risk. On one hand, you're going to have an offer that says, hey, just go with the government. Everything's going to be great. On the other hand, the risk of not what the real people, at least in this series, choose, you got to see for yourself. They get a chance of choosing to continue this battle or getting everything they want in life without a fight. All right? Everything they want. And then they choose freedom. It's like, wow. you got to see for yourself. Check out The Peacemaker. It's a ribald classic at its inception. A disgusting and refreshing, honest look at who we are. The good, the bad, the ugly, the freaky, the weird. <laughs> the comic book mentality of exactly who we are that's undeniably real. Yep, I wrote that. <laughs> but but it's true. And I think, that, again, no coincidence, all these things going on right now, all over the world, especially right here in the United States, it's coming to America, if you haven't figured it out yet. Yep, Virginia, San Francisco, we see what's going on. In Ottawa, the truckers are coming here. We're rolling to remember Washington, D.C., Memorial Day. I think this year is going to be the biggest year ever, given the debacle in Afghanistan, leaving Americans behind. These are statements. And then here we have the most watched, number one TV series anyway, HBO Max, The Peacemaker. And what's it about? From top to bottom, soup to nuts, from the beginning to the last 
chapter in this year, it's all about freedom. It's all about freedom. Yeah, it's crazy. And how we get there, listen, the path we take, the path the truckers take, the path politically, the path every other way, and then the path of the peacemaker. It's all divergent. It's all different. It all comes to the same place and the same conclusion. Is freedom worth it? The answer, clearly, yes. It's worth the fight. It's worth the sacrifice. It's worth it all. It's so big that it's easier to define what it's not than what it is. I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio. I know I just threw this one together, but it was important to get it out there, I think, because we got to think what's going on right now. I did one before the Super Bowl, and right now there's world events. When it's time to think about what's important. Keep things in perspective. Freedom, that's what it's all about. I'm New York Mike. Roll Right Radio, I am out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.